the galaxy is full of film, and this is the Galaxy of Film Podcast. Alright, and welcome back to the brand episode of Galaxy of Film. I am your host, Max. I am, of course, joined with my co-host, Danilo. How are you this past week? I've wanted to kill myself, to be honest with you, but other than that, I've been pretty fine. Oh, wow. Good evening, good morning to you too, pal. That's one hell of a way to start an episode. Wow. Wow. Alright, we're not alone this week. (laughs) We're not alone. We have depression we're battling. It's been a while, but uh, <laughs> welcoming back to the show, Nick, how have you been, Bal? <laughs> um, you know, I mean, I, I think a little bit better than Danilo. Um, I, I hope you're okay, buddy. Dude, I just want to say congratulations to Nick for graduating uh, college, <laughs> Texas A&M. Yeah, I'm, still, I'm still waiting on my, uh, my apology from Max, though. Never, uh, never congratulated me. He, actually, happened, he, uh, he specifically uncongratulated me. I did. So. I, I remember that. I did. That was in the Godzilla Maybe. episode. Mm-hmm. And here we are. Episode 60. A year later. Still not congratulating you. Take that. It'll happen someday. I'll have to give it. Okay, if you say so, Nick. If you say so, buddy. If you say so. Listen, man, I've known Max for, I don't know, one year, and I would say that he's a pretty stubborn guy, so I don't think we're ever going to be seeing that congratulations from him, man. I've known you for three, but okay. Buddy, it's going on four. Buddy, it's going on. <laughs> you know, this is you know this is my longest friendship. This is my second longest friendship. <laughs> <laughs> it is, dude. And I only see you, like, what, once, maybe twice a year? <laughs> COVID restrictions, that's why. God, this episode just got sad. <laughs> I mean, oh. positive in a way. Yeah, no? dude. No, thanks for laughing at me, man. It's not like I'm battling something over here. Oh. Nah, that's cool, bro. Alright guys, we got a good episode for you this week. We're discussing two murder mystery films, Death on the Nile... And Ryan Johnson's Knives Out. Yeah. You ready to dive into this, Danilo? Hey, I'm more ready to dive into this than... <sighs> nope. Just, yeah. Yeah, man. Yes, I am. Okay, well, for announcements for this week, we got some announcements for Galaxy of Film. Uh, day two of the New York City vlog series is on our YouTube channel at Galaxy Film Productions. Check that out. And then earlier this week, uh, Danilo, you and I did an LFG here on the podcast formats discussing uh, the Kanye documentary we got an early screen too. Yeah, genius. Yeah. Yeah. If you guys want, buy the $120 t-shirt off of Netflix's website. There's a $125 t-shirt? Yeah, there's merch for Act 1. And it, <laughs> and it ends when Act 2 comes out and then we'll have Act 2 merch and then that merch will end in a week and then we'll get Act 3 merch. What? Yeah, dude, because it said, like, only limited until February 23rd, which is when the next one will drop. Oh, I'm looking at some of them right now. I like some of the, the Vision shirts. Yeah, no, it's kind of cool, man. Ye's just, Ye's just a different breed. 
if you don't fuck with yay don't fuck with galaxy of film to be honest <laughs> i might get one of the shirts dude get me one bro okay buddy look <laughs> what have we learned about looking for t-shirts for free uh, nope i was gonna say something else <laughs> just you know let's just try our best yeah. here in life what? You know, I, I don't feel right being on the podcast without saying that I, I think Donda was overrated. Put a little more bass in your voice, Nick, if you want to come over here and submit your <laughs> comments. Come on, pal. Okay, okay. Hey, go Chelsea. <laughs> yeah, right. All right, dude. Next topic. Next topic, Let's get bro. into the news for this week. Let's go ahead and dive into it. First of all, um, this year, we're not discussing Super Bowl trailers like we did last year, because that was <laughs> yeah. terrible Jesus episode. Christ, man. That was Jesus Christ. probably our worst episode. No, no it wasn't, man. Ooh. No, it wasn't. Um, but there's one trailer I do want to go ahead and talk about, the, probably the biggest trailer that was released for the Super Bowl, was the Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, the full trailer. Danilo, what are, what are your thoughts on this thing? I'm fucking pumped, dude. My biggest hot take for this movie is you're either going to love it or you're going to hate it. I don't think this will be a movie where people are indifferent about. We saw a lot of things in this trailer. Uh, some things I wish we didn't see. We saw they were fucking like two, three TV spots that mm-hmm. were extra footage than we got in the trailer. Like we got zombie Wanda in the TV spot, uh, Defender Strange in the TV spot, and... I don't want to say it, but he's rumored to be in it as Iron Man in the TV spot, it looks like. Oh, it was Tom Cruise? Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know how how how, how much faith I have in that cameo. I don't know how much faith I have in all the cameos, dude. It's like, wild, dude. We thought No Way Home was was bad with theories. No, this is gonna be blowing No Way Home out of the water, dude. With how yeah. many people come in. Like they went they, they, oh, they went to an animation world before they turned like to those blocks. I saw that. You, yeah, that's sick. Some people think we're going to see the X-Men, the animated series. The new 97 series. Yeah. Yep. This is going to blow my mind, dude. But what I'm most excited for is Wanda fighting Doctor Strange. 100%, I agree. I know that will happen in this. Or I hope it happens. But it, it'll be an intense battle, dude. Like, I loved when Peter Parker fought Doctor Strange, but... You have someone who's claimed to be better than the Sorcerer Supreme fighting against the Sorcerer Supreme. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this is gonna, this is gonna be sick, dude. I'm really curious on how this is gonna handle uh, Wanda's story moving forward. Like, if this is gonna wrap everything up with the WandaVision, are we gonna see that continue on and whether it be a movie or a different series or just different appearances in other movies? I'm really curious about that, specifically. You think um, she's gonna die? Wanda? Yeah. No, I think we're gonna um, we're gonna see her get the kids back before she dies. But you th- do you think she's potentially gonna die in- at the end of this? No. Okay. I just wondered. No. I don't think so either. Yeah, Nick. What are your what are your overall theories for this movie? I don't really know that I have any theories. I haven't really thought that in depth about it, but I kind of agreed with Danilo's plot or points on that. You know. Uh, I think you're either going to love it or you're going to hate it. I, I I don't really get the feel, though, that they... You know, you can watch some trailers and you, and you get the feeling that they showed you, like, at least the main parts or the best parts in the trailer. Like, I feel like they showed us pretty exciting parts, but I don't feel like they showed us really any meat to the movie. So, I feel like it's still going to be pretty good. I feel like there's going to be a lot to it. 
Okay. Okay. Um, this next piece of news, I want to hear Danilo's thoughts on it first, um, because I actually want to discuss this in the show segment with you, Nick. But Peacemaker and How I Met Your Father have both been renewed for seasons two. Danilo, did you start Peacemaker yet? Yeah, I started the first episode. Okay, what are your thoughts on that? It's all right. Um, but, you know, I, it's it's I like how they dropped three in the beginning, and I probably just should have watched all three. Mm-hmm. So I get a real like hold on how this show is gonna go. Mm-hmm. It was all right though. I'm gonna finish it up. Um, I'm not invested in the DCEU per se, but it's you know it's kind of funny, kind of just something to watch casually, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's fair. Nick, have you watched any of Peacemaker? No, I know what you're talking. Oh, uh, I've like skimmed over it, but I've never, I never actually knew it was. You said it's DC affiliated. Yeah. It's a spinoff of yeah, the Suicide Squad. No oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Okay, okay. Um, up next, Sonic 3 has been greenlit along with a Knuckles spinoff. Before Sonic 2 even came out, Danilo, what are your thoughts? I'm fucking pumped, dude. I feel like we all knew this was going to happen because of Idris. You know? Mm-hmm. So, that's it. I yes. never saw the first Sonic. I never saw the first Sonic movie. I want to see the second one because it looks good, actually, from the trailer. With the mm. first one, I, and the first one didn't look bad. Remember that whole debacle with how Sonic looked? Yeah, yeah I remember that, yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that kind of ruined, like, any anticipation I had for that movie. Mm. But I am excited for two, and I will, of course, go back and watch one uh, so we can talk about it on the podcast. Okay. Yeah, Sonic, the first one's great, dude. I'm very excited for the sequel. I rewatched the first one a few days ago, actually. Still pretty I good. I rewatched it too. At least I watched it a couple weeks ago. Oh, you did, Nick? You yeah, did? I rewatched it a couple weeks ago. What'd you think of it, little man? What, what'd you think, buddy? I thought it was amazing. Of course. <laughs> but the Mario movie with Chris Pratt is going to blow it out of the water. Oh, boy. Um, Nick, dude, I don't. Okay, dude. You're coming on here with some real outlandish statements, <laughs> let me tell you, dude. <laughs> Nick, how are you feeling about the Sonic 3 news? Um, kind of indifferent. I don't know. I, 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 I'm not against another Sonic movie. I'm not necessarily excited about another Sonic movie. I, I, mean, I think it's just another Sonic movie. Okay, your opinion's automatically invalid. Because that Sonic movie is <laughs> great. I'm excited for the sequel. Give me six more. I'm fine okay. with that. That's what I want, Give dude. Give me 20 more, dude. That's exactly right, pal. That's exactly right. Only the best right. Galaxy of film. Um, up next, the last piece of news I have. Sadly, Ivan Reitman passed away this week at 75. Um, you know, director of one of my favorite films of all times, Ghostbusters. He directed Kindergarten Cop as well. Twins of Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito. Um, Daniel, he directed a film I think you've talked about on the podcast before, No Strings Attached as well. The Ashton Kutcher Natalie Portman movie. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I did watch this. When I was young, I actually watched this. Yeah, wasn't this one of your stream of the weeks or something? No, it wasn't, but I watched this when I was younger because Greta Gerwig was in this mm-hmm. as an actress, which is pretty cool. But no, I did watch this when I was a kid uh, in high school. And I, I always like rom coms, dude, so it was a good movie. Yeah, sadly he passed away. Rest in peace. Um, yeah, I'm a huge, huge fan of his Ghostbusters work. 
check out that episode if you haven't already. We discussed the whole franchise in one episode. Good stuff. But uh, Nick, what are you, do you have any thoughts, any comments on this news of Ivan Reitman? I mean, I, I saw Baywatch. <laughs> okay. That's something. Yeah, <laughs> that dude. Okay I mean, movie. something. That's a good movie. Doc. Doc. <laughs> That's a good I movie. Really, I can't really say that you know, I co- I connected with him because I didn't really see many of his movies, but you know, I know he's a a cult classic. So mm-hmm. it sucks. Hope he rests in peace. Yeah, rest in peace, Ivan Ryman. Dude, dude, I, I, I got some news, man. I thought no, I'd take a, go ahead. take a show, man. So there was a show like three, four years ago, I think it was four, called Russian Doll. One I heard of my about this. all-time favorite shows that Netflix has ever produced. Okay. And I thought this was going to be like Mindhunter, where it's it's one season and they're just like, yeah, fuck, fuck, it, fuck all the fans, bro. We're just going to not never make any more. Mm-hmm. Season two just got announced. The promo images came out. Dude, I'm fucking pumped. It's Groundhog Day with a spin. And okay. it's just really, really good. It's like, I, you know, it's been out for four years, so if you haven't seen it, go blow me. It goes into multiverse at the end, oh. where they keep on repeating the same day, and she gets caught up with another guy who's repeating the same day. But at the end of the season, somehow it, like, the uh, multiverse happens, where they're both... Where the she's in a different universe and he's in a different universe, with the same with uh, the guys with the girl and the girls with the guy. But they they are not you know they're not reliving the same day anymore. Mm-hmm. So how do you get back to the same universe? Is probably what season two is going to be about. But it's a great show. How long is season one? I think it's like eight episodes, hour each. I binged in a straight day, dude. Oh, okay. Um, so easy watch, easy watch. Yeah, it is an easy watch. I don't even think I don't even think it's I don't even think it's eight hours. I think it's like six at least. Okay. Uh, but it's phenomenal. Um, it does its old TV tricks where it's like you know you don't know much about the character. He has they have a bad relationship with mommy or daddy, and second to the last episode we see why and how that relationship created who they are, and then we get the big epic conclusion in the last episode. You know. Mm-hmm. But it, it was good, dude. I, I really love this show. I love Natasha Leone, who's the main star of it, dude. Just absolutely phenomenal. She's like Larry David, but a girl version. And in my opinion, better. <laughs> she is, dude. It's, it's phenomenal. It's it's phenomenal, man. It's a I'll great check watch. It out. I saw the poster the other day, but I had nothing of this show before. Oh, I didn't even know a poster dropped for it. I just mm-hmm. know the, the promo images dropped. I didn't even see the poster. I gotta look that up then. It may have been... I might have gotten confused looking at the images instead of the poster. Ah, oh, that's cool. But, but yeah, dude. That was it, though. I'm, something I'm with a hand? Yeah. I think so. And the, yeah, oh, You know what I'm talking about, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, also, Ana de Armas is coming out with the movie, dude, with Ben Affleck. Did you see that? It come to Hulu. I did not see that, no. Uh, a psychological thriller, which, uh, it looks good. Okay. But it, I don't know if they're together still. So that's going to be interesting how their chemistry plays because I know it was shot when they were, I think, like, together or either, like, breaking up. Anna de Armas? And Ben Affleck. They were together? They... Yes, dude. When the hell did this happen, dude? After Knives Out. Really? Yes, man. How do I know this stuff, man? Come on, dude. One second, dude. I'm looking this up right now. Oh. Ben Affleck, I want to be you more and more every day. Yeah. The trailer looks good, though, dude. It doesn't look bad, but it looks like a B-movie that just kind of got pushed to streaming, you know? 
So it's a Hulu exclusive? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's, it's like a B or C movie, but give it a shot, dude. I mean, I like Ana de Armas. I loved her since Blade Runner. I actually loved her since Knock Knock when her and some other girl went to uh, bang Keanu Reeves while his wife was away from town. And then they... <laughs> Did you ever see that movie? I've not, but I've heard about it from dude, Steven. Dude, dude let, let me watch it again, and that will be on my stream of the week, and that will compete against Wild Things. Okay. Because <laughs> I, once again, watched that movie when I was, like, 17, 16, dude. Is that the last bit of news, Jeff? Yeah, that's it, man. Okay. Um, stream of the week, though, since you brought it up, uh, my stream of the week is the live-action Scooby-Doo film. Which one? Which, which one, dude? The which first one? one. Okay, sick, dude. Well, I like the first one, dude. Scrappy dude. Oh, it's it's not bad. It's not bad, but no one gives any love to the second one, dude. Oh, I mean, I like the second one too a lot. Don't get me wrong. That's exactly right, buddy. That's exactly right. But I like Scrappy dude. No, I get you. I get you. Yeah, I just want to make cool. sure there's. I just want to make sure there's love for that second one too. Oh, of course, of course, they're both great. Both great. Just like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Uh, for shows for this week, before we get to our break in our rating system, uh, we have How I Met Your Father. Nick, I know Danilo's not watching this show. You're watching this, right? You are a big fan of How I Met Your Mother. I'm sure some at some point I will. But, I mean, right now, I think I'm still mad at How I Met Your Mother for that botched ending that I'm just putting off any hopes of them actually doing well with okay. Your Father. But, but at some point, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a try. Dang, I haven't watched this week's episode yet. I'm a week behind, but uh, I'm loving it so far, dude. I really am. How do you uh, how do you like it compared to How I Met Your Mother? I guess at least the start of it, because obviously you only have so much to go off of. Um, I'll, I'll say this, because it's not really a spoiler, because it's very prominent in the pilot. The, the narrator, um, obviously, you know, some of these roles are not copy and paste, but there's certain roles to fill, right? Like, your main protagonist is going to be the hopeless romantic, like Ted. Um, but the the main narrator is very odd, because, you know, we don't see Bob Saget at all in How I Met Your Mother. Like, we get that first-person shot of the kids Rest on the couch. Rest in peace to a legend. What? Rest in peace to a legend. You get that first-person shot of the kids on the couch, and it's Bob Saget narrating, right? Um, for the new narrator, we're actually, like, seeing her speak directly to the camera. So that's the Hillary Duff, the older Hillary Duff. Yeah, um, it, it's it's odd in comparison. That's the weirdest thing if you match the two up side by side, and because it's there's a lot more narrating than Mother. Maybe it's because it's season one and it's trying to find its footing. Um, yeah, but it it's the narrating thing is definitely the oddest part. Everything else though. Um, I'm really liking Hilary Duff as the main protagonist. I uh, forget, I'm forgetting the names of the characters. Uh, but the two friends that she lives with like their chemistry quite a bit as well. Um, good stuff, dude. I mean, it, as far as a continuation to How I Met Your Mother that's not starring in the original cast, I think this is the best it's going to get. You know? It, it's solid enough to, to stand on its own, I feel like. But if you're a fan, you'll enjoy it. Check it out. Why the fuck not? But, um, yeah. That's all I have for shows, because you, uh, you're you not watching Peacemaker. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not, man. I'm not. 
I am catching up on Euphoria. I finished season one, dude. Finally oh, finished you finished it. season one. Okay, okay. Yes, I just finished that. Great show. Love the ending. Don't really know why we broke out to a musical number in the last five minutes. Did you Fucking already weird. start season two? No, no, not yet. I was starting. I was going to start that tomorrow. Don't. I didn't realize there are two extra episodes to season one. Yeah, Jules and Zendaya's thing. Yeah, I didn't know that. Did you watch those already? Yeah. Okay, I haven't seen those yet. Those are fine. I mean, I don't think they're quintessential to the viewing experience. Are they not? Of... No, that's what my friends said. They said, like, you can watch them, you can pick one and watch the other. And I, I, I watched uh, Zendaya's, and that was it. Okay. How was that? I, it was all right. I mean, it's cool to see things from her perspective and hear more things, you know, hear her inner thoughts inner mm. thoughts more, you know, things like that. I, I like her as a narrator. Um, I think she's right up there with um, the kid from Goodfellas. Okay, wow. Uh, on it, yeah, I really do, dude. I love her as a narrator. Uh, okay. But yeah, it. Uh, I, I don't think it's, like, essential to watch it. If you want to watch it, go ahead. Maybe you'll get something better out of it because you're already deeper into season two. Mm-hmm. You know, so maybe there's a bigger playoff there, but I don't, I don't think there's much. Okay. I was just curious to know if you had seen them already, because I didn't find out until about this week, actually, that those special episodes were a thing. Yeah, I found out um, right when I finished season one. It showed, like, two, and I'm like, am I supposed to watch these? Like, they don't have a season attached to it. It's just like a, like, movie, sort of, you know? Yeah, that's why I saw that. I thought it was just behind the scenes, like, like a documentary per season yeah, or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. So I just skipped over. I didn't look over it until this week, but... Yeah. Yeah, season two, know, you're gonna like it. I'm, I'm liking everyone so far, man. Everyone's just hit is like almost non-redeemable, except for the Lexi girl. Like mm-hmm. she hasn't done anything yet, but everyone else is already on their own path. They they kind of just made it, and they're all about to get fucked, in my opinion. You will have to you'll have to join me for the LFG. I will, buddy. I will indeed. Good. And that's shit. about it, man. Oh, I, I oh yeah, I told you I watched Rick and Morty season five. Mm-hmm. I, I finished Book of Boba Fett. We'll talk about that on LFG for next week, yeah. hopefully. We got a good guest yep. star lined up for that. And that's about it, man. I mean, I've just been catching up on Euphoria, basically. Oh, and I watched Ratatouille yesterday. Great fucking okay. film. Nick, have you been watching Euphoria? No, I haven't. Damn, Sick, dude. dude. Yeah, come on, bro. I haven't really been watching much recently. I, mean, I can tell, dude. Yeah, man, what are we watching over there, buddy? Jeez. Um, I mean, I've been watching Attack on Titan and Demon Slayer. How's Attack yeah, on hear, Titan for you? I want to watch that, dude, but I don't know where to start with that. With which one? Attack on Titan, all, dude. All of that as a genre, or, or Attack on Titan? Just Attack on Titan. Oh, I can help you after the show, buddy. Dude, the <laughs> but, TikToks I see of that, the score, it just sounds fucking phenomenal. It's ama- Dude, it's amazing. Even, like, the newest opening, amazing. Yeah, dude, I, I, I gotta start I it. highly enough of it. Wasn't Netflix gonna do a live-action um, movie? Or uh, series? I think so, but all live-action anime are horrible, so uh, it's just not a good idea. Yeah. Netflix is uh, uh, kind of weird of that. If you guys want a good Netflix show that I watched relatively recently that I really enjoyed, and I can't remember if I discussed it on the last podcast, to be honest with you, but if you guys Dude, seen the last Dark, time you were on here, it was about ten years ago. I know. That's <laughs> so why just, I can't remember. <laughs> all right, so just say it, man. Just say it. You guys seen Dark though, the German show? No, dude. No, dude. This come on. This is it's, American uh, cinema, buddy. Not <laughs> pretty fantastic. The main character's name is Jonas, but they pronounce it Jonas, and it's quite fantastic. Oh, like Chewbacca? 
I don't know how they pronounce Chewbacca. Well, the actor, <laughs> the actor guy, like, isn't his name like Jonas Swat, Swat, Swatka or something? Jonas Tom? Yeah. Um, I, I don't want to butcher it, so I'm not going to say it. But uh, you're not close. <laughs> okay, bud. You okay, sick dude, I don't know where this TV show portion went, but all right, dude. We'll check out Dark. <laughs> pretty good um yeah, it's really trippy um i i can't really say too much about it um, spoil it should we spoil it yeah well if i say like the main thing then it spoils the whole premise all right don't spoil it then dude exactly well it's guys trippy. great talk great, great talk <laughs> what, what, what an intro to this wonderful episode I can't wait to rip Death and I'll a fucking new one. I'll tell you. Oh that right boy, now. let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and take a quick break and go over our rating system. If you're new to the show and not familiar how we do things here at Galaxy of Film, when we come back. Daniel and I are discussing Death on the Nile, and then after that, Nick is joining us to discuss Knives Out. We'll be right back, guys. Oh hi, Mark. The Galaxy of Film rating system is based off planets featured within the Star Wars films. From our highest rating to lowest, here is the order in which we rate these films. Number 5. Coruscant, the entire planet is one big city. Number 4. Bespin, it's pretty far, but I think we can make it. Mining colony? Yeah, Tabana gas mine. Number 3. Like you did by the lake on the boat. Number 2. Set your course for the Hawk system. And lastly, number one. Gotta get back to Jakku. Back to Jakku! Why does everyone want to go back to Jakku? Alright, and we're back from our break. Danilo, are you ready for this? Oh, dude, I have been waiting for this since I saw this movie. When did you get a chance to see this in theaters? Um, Sunday night, I believe. No, Saturday night? Sometime okay, I saw it I last saw it. night. Yeah, yeah. Saturday night I saw it. So you've had more time to just sit and reflect upon your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and uh, give me the breakdown for Death on the Nile. Before you would do that, excuse me. Yeah. Were you aware this was a sequel to Murder on the Orient Express? No, I wasn't. I looked it up, dude. Guess who the, the, the director is? The guy from Tenet. The bad Russian guy. Oh! He's the one who plays the detective. Oh. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I as well did not know this was a sequel, and that's kind of sad because I've owned the Blu-ray of Murder on the Orient Express since it came out. Jesus, buddy. That's okay. Still haven't seen anyway, it. Well, can you just watch the beginning and the end to see if it makes any sense to the opening of this movie? No, you know what we're going to do? Whenever we cover Knives Out 2, we'll, we'll do Murder on the Orient Express. I can't wait to rip that movie another one, dude. Let's get right into it. So this movie opens up like it's 1917. You know, a nice war film. Basically, the first ten minutes was probably better than the entire fucking movie you're about to watch. War's going on. Guys get blown up. We're in the trenches. Dude gets scarred for life. And his wife comes back. And then she says something. I don't know what she said, but she's like, good thing your grandma's rich or something. Did you catch what she said, Max? Because no in my theater, the audio is okay. Sick. So then we just jump to past World War One. Um, I think before the Nazis or after. Was it after or before? 
This when was we're in the. This was during the thirties. Okay, so it was in between World War One and World War Two. What's during? During. Okay, whatever. Blow me, dude. All right, so we keep going on, and we're opening up in this little like I don't know what it's called, like a La La Land jazz bar, right? Mm-hmm. A little um, someone singing. The detective comes in, mustache and all, and then. He's lo- he's scoping out the room, and we see Gal Gadot walk in, and she's just uh, you know a rocket. Everyone's looking at her. We see these two horny couple just dancing, and then all of a sudden, the horny girl tells Gal Gadot to like hire her fiance, and then we just jump to the marriage of Gal Gadot and her fiance, and we're like, what the fuck just happened, dude? Like, what are we doing here? So then they're, it's Army Hammer and Gal Gadot. They get married. They're going on this cruise. The ex-girlfriends always just buy them. Everyone's getting upset. They hire the fucking sleuth guy. I'm just going to call him Detective, Detective, uh, I don't know, Detective, I don't know, just a fucking detective to protect them, whatever, whatever. They go on the boat because they, they want to get away from the girl. They go on denial. Lotta, lotta, lotta. The ex-girlfriend, Army Hammer's ex-girlfriend comes back, who he was engaged to in the beginning, comes back on the boat, and you're like, what the fuck's going on, dude? Now, all of a sudden, shots get just broken out, Army Hammer gets shot in the knee, you're like, what the fuck's going on? Then next morning, Gal Gadot gets shot, and you're like, what the hell is happening in this fucking film? This is about the second act, beginning of the second act, or the end of the second act, then we get into our third act, whatever, and our little sleuth boy's trying to solve the murder mystery. He solves it, wow, big fucking whoop. Who is it? It is um, the couple from the beginning, the two horny people, because they never really stopped loving each other. And along the way, a few other people got died. Gal Gadot, the maid who you once thought, and then the suit's like friend's uh, son, who they were kind of like nephew, sort of, like a little father figure to him. And then the film ends, and that's it. And then you find out the guy who's a sleuth was the guy in World War One. For some fucking reason. And that was the end of the film. This movie... <clears throat> I was excited for, first of all. I want to say that. Okay, dude. I texted Sick. you... During, yeah, I know you. I texted you a couple weeks ago when I was seeing previews for some other movie I was in the theater yeah. for. I was like, yeah. oh, this trailer looks dope. Can't wait to cover it on the podcast. Yeah. Do you remember what I said, dude? No. It looks like ass. Yeah, bro. Uh, this movie is like two different movies because the murder doesn't happen until right at the midway point. Yeah, I forgot I this was act. a murder mystery for the first half of this movie. Yeah. Couldn't fucking tell you what I was watching. Um, you know, it's two thousand twenty-two. I don't expect studios to rent out or build a riverboat and to cruise it up the Nile in film on an actual practical boat. Yeah. But this is some of the worst CGI I've ever fucking seen, dude. Like, the, you can clearly see everything's fucking fake. I don't mean in just scenic shots. Even just the simplest thing in the fucking world... Of uh, of two characters when they're on the goddamn pyramid, dude. Yeah, dude. And he's literally just steps up. Like you can clearly build a third of the pyramid three blocks. 
Mm -hmm. You green screen that shit, dude. That's atrocious. Absolutely. One of the ugliest fucking things I've seen in a while. <laughs> <laughs> this looked like a PS3 game, dude. Is that all you're gonna say, man, about it? Cause, cause I got, I got, I'm ready. Go, go fucking hit. I'm just at a, I'm at a loss for words because. I'm not, dude. I'm not, I'm not at the loss for words about this movie at all, dude. The cast it looks like they're on fucking crack. And you know what? If they were on crack, they still would have gave a better performance than they did while they were sober. So it was absolutely atrocious acting. I've never seen something so lazy in my entire life. It looked like these guys were like, hey, let's just go make a funny fucking film and crack a few jokes like Knives Out did. And then we look back and you look back at the jokes and you're like, did anyone laugh during this in post-production? Or was it just silent? They're like, maybe the audience will get it. Maybe the Egyptian demographic will get it. Dude, <laughs> what are we fucking doing here, man? There was not one funny joke in this entire thing. Okay, so the chemistry and the acting is just atrocious. The plot twist, you can spot from a mile away. Green screen, yeah, dude. Looked like this was shot in my fucking basement. I got college kids who can do better green screen than this fucking shit. I don't know what this was. The story, yeah, dude, the story was kind of sick, like you said. Maybe the first 10 minutes was sick. The war part of this, like, movie, which didn't relate to the plot at all, looked like better CGI, better story, better acting than the entire latter half of the movie. And then, like, what was the big reveal at the end where he goes see Ma Rainey's Black Bottom at the fucking diner again, dude? And he reveals that it's he was the guy who blew up in the first 10 minutes. Yeah, dude, that really fucking blew my mind. Listen, retards, it, what, what studio is this? Warner Brothers? No, this wasn't Warner Brothers because... Yeah, what studio is this? Dude? So I'm about to call him out, bro. Find, pick up what studio, man. Disney? No, it's 20th Century. This is 20th Century Studios, dude. dude. Listen, are, are you guys fucking stupid? I can read a poster that says, Who plays who? I can tell by someone with or without a mustache... Who that guy is. You guys are fucking retarded. This movie was an absolute atrocity to filmmaking, man. I've never seen something so bad that tried to be so good in my entire life. Why am I looking at an alligator? Why am I looking at the pyramids of Giza, dude? Why is a fucking lady painting? Why do I have Latina write the new Black Panther in this goddamn film, dude? Who are these people? Army Hammer, dude. Last time I saw Army, he was jacking off Timothy Chalamet. Now he's just horny for some girl and just fucking shot Gal Gadot in the head. God, th th this is atrocious, man. This is truly an atrocity. I've never wanted to leave a theater in my entire life. The movie wasn't bad. It was just mid, but it tried to be good, and that's what made it just, just a shit. You know what this was, dude? This isn't even Jack Who. <laughs> this is a fucking pebble on Jakku. That's how bad this thing was, man. <laughs> Holy oh. fuck, man. I'd rather watch old 20 times than watch this film again. <laughs> I was about to ask you to compare the two, actually. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> yeah, dude, what was this, man? Where, where was the flavor in this? I couldn't fucking tell you, dude. Yeah, P Perot the detective. Hey, listen here, Perot. Maybe get some better fucking writers, because I could see this a mile away, dude. I, I couldn't tell. I'm at a loss for fucking words. This, this thing's bad. 
It's ugly. Don't waste your money, dude. Don't waste your money. It's Army Hammer and the Horny Girl made the murders, dude. <laughs> Don't go see this thing. You know, I love 20th Century Studios. Fox 20th Century, dude. I don't know what the fuck this was. Honestly, Army Hammer pissed me off in this movie. I like Army Hammer. Really? I like him in Free Fire and uh, Sorry to Bother You, yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Dude, I didn't know he was the guy from The Social Network up until I watched this. I'm like, is that the guy from The Social Network? Oh. Yeah, dude, he's the brothers. He's one of the Winkle bosses or whatever. I forgot. Jeez. How the Titans have fallen. But you like that? Why did Army Hammer piss you off in this movie, man? Bad dialogue? Looked like an absolute fucking faggot? (laughs) What was it, dude? Terrible writing, and his little fake mustache pissed me off (laughs) so much, dude. dude. (laughs) That mustache was so bad. Uh, I, I, I'm at a loss, dude. I just don't understand. I really enjoyed that trailer for whatever reason. This was absolute dog shit. Um, I wanted to like this movie. I really did. This is one of the most boring things I've seen. Like, I don't know I'm... what this cast is, man. Gal Gadot's in it, the one who you paid, who, like, this goes all your money for the CGI because you had Gal Gadot in it for 20 fucking minutes. Or half of a movie, like, you know, who you could have hired me, and I could have gave a better performance than that. Fuck, <laughs> Jesus, man! I rather watch Wonder Woman '84. To be honest with you, '84 is good. That's fine, dude. We all have our opinions. I'm just happy we agree this movie's dog shit. Uh, for me, I-, I give this thing a Jakku on the way to Hoth. Wow, dude, that's too nice. Yeah, dude, I really wanted to like this. I just can't. I thought I was gonna get someone like I thought someone was gonna get eaten by an alligator too, because we see a shot of an alligator eat oh, a yeah. bird. Oh so yeah, you, you think that's like gonna lead to something? Mm-hmm. Nope, just leads to a little black kid in uh fucking Egypt playing with an alligator. Yeah, what was that, dude? There was like three or four <laughs> random shots of that. It was weird. <laughs> And then we go, and then we go to t- Turkey, and we see the Turkish military. Yep. Yeah. Do we have an alliance with Turkey? Or is the USA trying to like say, like, listen, dude, we're gonna be gearing up with Turkey to invade Ukraine? What is this, you know dude? No, I think they saved this movie. I think they take their movie, Danilo, hire you, and have you just commentate the entire movie. I think that'll spark people's interest. You know, that, that would be job. more entertaining. It would be more entertaining, yeah, honestly, dude. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> I could pick up, dude. Why, like I said, why was the best part of this movie the first 10 minutes when it was a war film, dude? Which, oh, by the way, was better than the actual 1917 movie. Could not fucking tell you. Way to ruin my passion for film, you absolute fucks. God, dude. You guys ending the podcast now? This is the last episode. Yeah, episode 60 is it, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Danilo, go ahead. Talk about a movie you do like. Knives Out. Yeah, dude. I just want to start from this with the... Uh, this is the most watched movie. I've. This is up there with Revenge of the Sith on how many times I have rewatched this movie. Oh, really? Yes. I have watched this. A- I went to go see this movie nine times in a theater. And then I watched it like... Ten times at home, dude. You saw this nine times in the theater? Yes. Like, that's a real number? Yeah. Okay, bud. 
All right. So we start off with a murder, obviously. Girl goes into the part and goes into I don't even know what their fucking name is. Um, but he kills himself. Okay, sick. Then uh, we go up to Anadaramas and she's the nurse and everyone's freaking out like who killed who killed the grandpa? Who killed him? I don't fucking know. I don't fucking know. I don't fucking know. Anadaramas does know. She thinks it was a drug accident. That's what we think throughout the entire movie that it was a drug mishap. And he actually did kill himself. And we find out they're on Deramas, but she has to go along with this whole plan, and she can't lie, because if she lies, she throws up. And all of a sudden, we're looking for this guy named Chris Evans. Um, mm-hmm. Don't know what his fucking character's name is, but he's not in this movie. 45 minutes into an hour, he comes in. He makes a Han Solo appearance, dude. And you're like, wow, this guy's a real fucking stud. What, what is this guy, uh, you know, how is he, why is he the black sheep of the family, man? But he is, you know. Everyone has their quarrels with the grandfather. The grandfather cut everyone out from their will. They all tried to. They all got inheritance from the grandfather. You know, they were all just happy with the cash that they had, wanting more. You know, thinking they were entitled to it because they're rich. Where little Ana de Armas over here is the help, as she's once called, and the nurse who actually took care and cared for the grandpa. Anyway, though, Chris Evans finds out that he knows his grandpa didn't kill himself, so he goes and he talks to Ana de Armas's character. She and he's like, "Listen, we gotta come up with a plan." Um, the toxology report says that you killed them, la da la la da. They come up with a plan. They get chased by our wonderful detective, Benoit Blanc, uh, Daniel Craig. He's trying to investigate this. He's a renowned detective uh, for this universe, whatever it's in. He has Anadair Mas walking around, Marta, you know, walking around uh, in the house and everything, trying to gather clues. We're not seeing it. We're not seeing it. It finally gets put together where, where it clicks for Anadair Mars or Marta. That Chris Evans actually switched the pills. He, you know, made the grandpa kill himself, and he didn't get, and you know, you didn't get arrested for that because the grandpa actually killed himself, but he got arrested because he killed, uh, fuck, what was her name? Fran. The uh, the other maid. Killed Fran. Fran, yeah, he killed Fran. So fuck, man, there goes Fran. And then we go on, and she, Chris Evans, is like, I'm gonna stab you to death, and he grabs a fake knife, and boom, that's it. And then Ana de Armas gets everything in the will, and no one does. No one even gets the house. It's Ana's, it's Marta's Cabrera's, because she was a good person, and good wins. Mm-hmm. And that's it. I'm Frank Oz so... is in this. Yeah, Frank Oz is in this. It's a cool little cameo. Yes. Cool but little cameo. What? I'm still in awe that you saw this nine times in the theaters. I... That was his exclamation. Got an early showing for this um, through my school. And I was having a bad day. You know, whatever was happening that day, I don't fucking remember. But I remember I went to go see this movie, dude. And I had to sit, like... So, like, here's, like, the screen or whatever. And I'm all the way on, like, the right corner, dude. Like, looking, mm. like, up like that. Because it was a pack, it was a packed showing, you know. Because everyone wanted to see this movie. It was getting great buzz out of TIFF. Dude, I fell in love with this movie from the minute I saw it. Like, from that opening score with the dogs and with the strings and everything. And ever since then, it was like just basically a comfort movie. Anytime I was down because of we all know who, I'd always turn this movie on, man. And mm-hmm. it would always cheer me up. I'd always be happy that, like, this is a feel good movie. Like, like loved wind, caring for someone wind, not retreating to these awful morals, you know, of all these rich snobs. Just being a good person wins at the end of the day sometimes. It's a great Thanksgiving movie, too. Yeah, exactly. That's Perfect when it came out. Fall time movie, dude. Yeah, that's when it came right yeah. out. Around Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. I saw it the last week of October, and I think it came out a month after that for, like, the Thanksgiving weekend or whatever. That it, it, it was thing, it was released Thanksgiving. Yeah. 
Um, I think it's perfectly. This is the perfect Thanksgiving film. You can have fun with your family members who haven't seen this before by, you know, guessing around who... It's it's a fucking whodunit for a reason, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, this works. This is a good group movie, in my opinion. You know, you get your entertainment value as far as, like, uh, having, like, a, a group laughter as terms of some of the jokes. Because this is funny, unlike Death yeah, on like the, the Nile. Jo- the jokes play off with each other. Whether it's political satire or a little snarky comment... Or, you know, I won't eat one iota of shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's funny, dude. It's a funny film, like you said. Nick, how are you feeling about Knives Out? I loved it. I mean, when I when I when when it first came out, I think I was even working at the movie theater, I want to say. So I had every opportunity to see it. And I saw the trailer, and um, seeing Daniel Craig with the southern accent just didn't sound correct to me. Uh, it just didn't register in my head. So I was like, I don't want to see this movie. I put it off for a while. One of my best buddies was like, dude, you have to watch this. Like, like, I'm, trust me, you just got to sit down and you have to watch it. And so finally I got bored enough one night to where I sat down and I watched it. I watched it twice because it was so good. Like, like I watched it and I was like, hold on, I got to watch this again. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I love how, you know, you know, the best shows and movies, I think, are the ones that, everybody is sort of connected with everybody but i guess in this case you know everybody was connected with the uh the grandfather harlan and uh it was just it was cool that he basically had dirt on everybody you know his own daughter you know the husband uh you know his son you know from you know releasing him from the company to you know the the husband cheating you know just everything everything made sense for a whodunit and then, it, of course, it's they still figured out a way to have a, a, a tricky ending, which was cool. And then I even liked, you know, you, you guys were talking about the jokes. I even like the smaller, th- or I guess the smaller, bigger things that make sense. When I say, like, uh, how Daniel Craig looks at Marta at the end and goes, I knew you had a bigger role in this from the start because you had a spot of blood on your shoe. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, you know, it's the, it's the smaller things that are big that make it really cool. So I, I thought it was pretty awesome. I thought it was very intelligent. So... I'm very excited for uh, the second one. I don't respect Ryan Johnson's Star Wars opinions, but I like his other movies. I do like his other stuff, too, man. We were talking about during Looper, didn't you? Looper. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, Looper, Looper is probably his best. I think his time travel stuff is really interesting with that. Um, I think Looper was even better than Knives Out. Yeah, I agree. I think Looper is his best work. Oh, really? I do yeah, agree. I think Knives, Out, I think Knives better. Out is better than Looper. Yeah, I think so too. And, that, and that's a great. bold statement because I like the science yeah. fiction world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, but I don't know. Some something for Knives Out just clicks for me. Like I don't like happy stories like that. You look mm-hmm. at the movies I own. It's a Clockwork Orange, Full Metal Jacket. You know, uh, The Last Duel, Sicario. Like it's nothing happy, and doesn't none of these have like great meanings or great endings. But something clicked in this movie, whether that be the chemistry. What hap- I think the acting spectacular, dude. I really do. I think Ana de Armas is Marta with the when she has to watch Harlan die, like and she starts crying. Like I think that's per- then the score kicks in. I think that's wonderful acting. Like even like the grandmother watching her like climb down the gutter. Yeah, yeah. And then when he sits with the grandmother. Yeah. Uh, yeah, dude. That that was great. 
Um, it's, it's no secret this movie has just an absurd cast. You know, everyone's great in this. It's just wild of a, you know, got fucking Hannah Baker from Thirteen Reasons, Chris Evans, Ana de Armas, Jamie Lee Curtis, Tony from Hereditary, which we just covered last week. Um, Frank Oz, even who's what are some of your favorite performances in this, Danilo? For sure, Ana de Armas, dude. I've known her since Blade Runner. I've mm. watched her in Knock Knock. I didn't put the two together. I did. I like almost all the stuff she's in because I like her as an actress. I, I think she's very, very talented. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Daniel Craig. I don't see a lot of him. Like, I know him from James Bond. And I think Skyfall should have been the end of Bond. I don't need to see anything else. I like him as James Bond. I thought he was a fine James Bond. But I always want to see him do something else. I was very happy when he did this, man. He looks, he seems, and he looks like he has fun. Mm-hmm. Which ultimately he did. Um, and then Don Johnson. I like Don Johnson, dude. Like, he's a good actor. So, I, I liked all that, all their stuff. I, I liked how he was, like, very... Like, he couldn't care for Martha, Martha's character. You know, they always had that line of, like, I was outvoted to have you at the funeral, or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, I, it, it, those three actors, I think, were phenomenal in this. And were the big standout, for sure. I love, love Daniel Craig. Very happy he's the returning character for the sequel. Um, I was really hoping that's the direction I that will go with when they announce they're doing sequels. Um, I love seeing Lakeith Stanfield. Um, I think he's a great actor. Donald Glover's in Atlanta put me on to him. Also really enjoyed him in Sorry to Bother You, which we just talked about briefly of Arnie Hammer. But um, I really enjoyed seeing him as... Uh, Detective Blanc's like right hand man, who's really not his right hand man. They're just on the case together, but cool stuff, dude. Great acting from him. Um, Want to see him get some more roles for sure. But what about you, Nick? Um, you know, I, I agree with everything that you guys said. As far as you know, I, I can't really say more on those actors. Um, you know, I'm not a big, uh, and you guys know this. I'm not huge into Marvel. You know, I, I kind of mm-hmm. fell behind a little bit. I, I'm not the biggest Captain America guy. Um, you know, I was Team Iron Man. And uh, Chris Evans for this movie, he, 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 I don't know what he did for me, but it worked. It, I liked his performance. Um, and then Jamie Lee Curtis, too. I've, I've never really been a big Jamie Lee Curtis fan, but okay. I thought she was excellently cast. I thought she did a great job. Uh, other than that, um, I guess, you know, my biggest quarrel that stopped me from watching the movie was that accent with Daniel Craig. But I thought he did really well as a detective, and I, I enjoyed it. So, uh, those are those are probably my my three that I would I would say kind of surprised me. Okay, um, you bring up quarrels. My biggest issue with this, and it's not it's not it's a bad scene. The pacing just doesn't work for me. I, I drag every time I watch this part of the movie towards the third act, towards the beginning of it. Whenever uh, Marta discovers the record building had been set on fire. And then her, she, like, Blanc is in the car like, with chase. her. Okay. Before, before the, the chase. I don't okay. care for that set segment, dude. I don't know. It, it drags on a bit for me. And the pacing... I don't know, man. It's, it's a weird thing. Like, I understand the scene itself serves a purpose for the plot. But I don't care for that. Anytime I rewatch that movie, when that whole Porsche the movie comes, I'm on my phone. I'm checking something else. I'm going to the bathroom real quick. That scene just didn't work for me, for whatever reason. Nick, do you have any other um, quarrels with this? Um, 
I mean, honest. I mean, after watching it, uh, mm. I mean, because that was a quarrel going into it that I didn't come out with. Um, so I can't even say it was a, a real quarrel, but uh, I, I don't know that I did have any really. I mean, the pacing felt fine to me. I thought it was for I, how you said, you know, it was just such a wild cast. I I agree, but I, I felt like they did a really good job of of choosing a, a wild cast. You know, you kind of mm-hmm. had a little bit of everything. Um, no, I, I I don't really have any quarrels with it to be honest. What about you, Daniel? Do you as well? It is the pacing. I will agree with that. As much as I like it. I think you're right. In the in the between middle of second arc and middle of third arc, it get, it just slows down a bit. Like something could have been in there more, mm-hmm. and it's just weird. Like it's it's just slowed down, so it does feel like it's dragging on. Um, but you know that that's about it. Cinematography, I, I mean, love, and the score, I really love indeed. Probably doesn't help that it's like basically all in one room, kind of. You know, I guess like two rooms really. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah, yeah, man. yeah, it probably makes it feel like it's a little bit slower. But I mean, I know they do scenes elsewhere too. But it's just the the whole movie is essentially in the house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know we're, we're kind of breezing through this one, but what's your rating for this, Daniel? Just a straight chorus on it, dude. I, I felt I, this movie's a comfort film for me, and that and that's the only reason why it gets a um a chorus on it. Okay. You know, I, if if I had like actual filmmaking glasses on, you know. I could critique this movie and say it, you know, it does a lot of things good, but it does some things wrong. But it's just a fun movie for me. It, it's a comfort film. Always puts me in a good mood. I always turn it on when I'm feeling down, and always picks me up. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that, man. For me, it, it's a bestman because the pacing thing it bugs me every time I watch it. It sticks out more and more like a sore thumb. Uh, yeah, bestman. I still enjoy the hell out of it. You know, yeah. Nick. What about you? I've been watching those one bite pizza reviews. And I feel like I should be more careful about my ratings. And uh, I feel like it's a solid investment. Okay. You know, I kind of want to say on the way to Coruscant, but I feel like I feel like I got to stick at Bespin. Okay. 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 Yeah, yeah, solid movie, you know? Just, I don't know if it's like the best movie, you know? I, I get what you guys mean with the pacing and such. It's just, it's the small things, but it's still just such a great movie. Like, I'm with you, Danilo. It's just a feel-good movie to go back to. Yeah. Like you, the rewatchability of it is amazing. I agree on that. And it has a damn good steelbook too. Yeah, that, that that's when they got good, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. With that release, you got the slip. You got it looking like a book. It, it, it's a good. It's a great. The release. Easter egg of the slip too. Yeah, yeah. The Mondo poster. Mm-hmm. The rollout for this was the vinyl that came with it. The rollout at like you know to get the more money is phenomenal in my opinion. I agree, dude. I agree. Wow, we really breezed through this episode. <laughs> this will be shooting the shit about something. What do you guys want to hear? My opinions on Shrek. All right, guys. That's where we're gonna end off this episode for this week. Nick, I appreciate you coming on, man. It's been too long. It's always great having you on here. Where can our listeners find you if they don't follow you already? Uh, You can follow me on Instagram if that's your thing. Um, NickH underscore 16. Have fun. You sound thrilled. (laughs) (laughs) I don't post. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Danilo, do you have any final comments for this episode? Just that go watch Knives Out if you haven't watched it. Don't pay any money to go see Death on the Nile. 
And we'll see you guys next week Thursday. Well, next week Tuesday with an LFG. And be sure to check out the YouTube channel for vlog number two of our New York City vlog series we're doing. Good shit coming out. Vlog three will be out next week as well. Check out the LFG we did on Genius, Act 1, on Kanye Trilogy. Uh, next week, stay tuned for the Book of Boba Fett. And also next week, we're discussing Uncharted on the main channel, or the main show, excuse me. If you enjoy the show, please consider leaving us a review and follow us on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. It does truly help out the show much more than you can imagine. Thanks so much for listening, guys, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye, guys. Little Caesars, please sponsor us.